Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Tesla Q podcast. Today is Monday, January 7th, 2019. Um, this is going to be hopefully a pretty quick podcast, but I felt the need to get it out because there, as always, is a lot of a lot of news out there about Tesla. Uh, so I'm going to try to get as much of it out of my head as possible and into the internet ether. Uh, for the purpose of trying to continue to improve, I have written out an outline for today's podcast. It's almost a pseudo script, so hopefully that will eliminate the number of us, and I can talk a little bit faster and get through more items. Uh, a few quick updates. I have over 300 followers now for the Twitter account for the podcast. Uh, that was helped in great part by Tesla Charts. On Saturday, he tweeted out uh, that, that people should listen to the podcast or check it out. So that added like 30 or 40 followers in very quick order. Uh, there are now over 700 downloads of the podcast uh, per Podbean. That's spread across the five episodes that have been put out there to date. Uh, so far, we're at about 12 or 13% of the monthly bandwidth allotment of 100 gigabytes. So for this episode, I've changed the settings to low quality and mono so apologies if this is not the best audio quality i'll listen to it and uh, if this quality is unacceptable i'll go back to a higher quality and i apologize uh, please give feedback uh, this is still a new podcast i'm still trying to learn and improve so please let me know how i can improve or make this a podcast that's actually valuable to listen to because otherwise it doesn't make sense for me to put it out there. Uh, you can do that by tweeting directly at me or DMing me on Twitter, or I have an email account. It's teslaqpodcast Tesla at gmail.com. That's T-S-L-A-Q, like um, the stock symbol T-S-L-A, and then the Q for the bankruptcy and podcast at gmail.com. Uh, obviously, Tesla is not bankrupt officially yet, uh, many people would say that they are already structurally bankrupt and just have not yet gone through the process of beginning to restructure. And as always, don't take anything on this show as trading advice. Do your own due diligence elsewhere. There's lots of free resources out there so you can learn how to be a, a good investor. My job with this podcast is not to teach you how to be an investor, so there's lots of good podcasts that would do a better job of that. So... This isn't the one for that. Quick update on Tesla's share price action today. Tesla shares were up 5.44% from Friday's close, which was 317.69. Uh, today's close was 334.96. Based on the price action today, it looked like $335 a share, roughly. Could be a resistance, a resistance level for Tesla. But I'll reiterate again that my opinions should not be taken as trading advice. My technical analysis skills are very limited as I'm still a newbie. Uh, so we're three and a half minutes in now and I'll get to the list of items to cover. Big thing today was the China Gigafactory groundbreaking pump, which as of the last time I checked and it's currently just before 6 p.m., uh, there had not been an 8K filed to the SEC from Tesla. Uh, if if the China groundbreaking was actually material information, Tesla should have filed an 8K, so that didn't happen, so maybe they don't think it's material information, or um, 
maybe they're just trying to pump the stock price. Imagine that with Tesla. That wouldn't be a surprise to me. Uh, so the China pump, along with the overall NASDAQ price action, is what contributed to today's greater than 5% increase in Tesla share price. Saw a lot of other stocks, uh, particularly on the FASP list that Jin Sao puts out, uh, that were up more than 5% today. So Tesla's 5% increase today was not necessarily all that impressive in light of the overall day. Uh, next item on the list, over the weekend there was a lot of what I would term tabloidy type drama around uh, Elon Musk and some of, and his uh, love life, I'll say. There, were, uh, there was an article late last week about uh, Elon apparently trying to avoid having his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend be deposed in the SEC shareholder lawsuits uh, that are related to the 400, 420 funding secured tweet. Uh, as I mentioned in a prior episode, the liabilities for those type lawsuits could be a billion dollars or more. Uh, just based on the time period that the uh, the time period between when the tweet went out on August seventh and when Tesla, I believe it was at eleven p.m. on a Friday night, put out their eight, and I think they put out an eight K at the same time as their press release that they had decided not to go private, uh, which obviously is because they didn't have funding to go private at four hundred twenty dollars a share. But they did feel a need to let the charade go on for a bit longer than they should have. Uh, the items this weekend that are related to that include a lot of social media activity from Azalea Banks, who was a house guest at Elon's house around the same time as the the tweet occurred. Uh, she's made some allegations, which I'll, I'll leave it to you to research those on your own, as I, I don't want to get too tabloidy on this podcast. Uh, but I will also add that in conjunction with the article last week or articles uh, about trying to keep Elon's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend from being deposed in those lawsuits, and then followed up with the Azalea Banks activities, there was apparently a decision made possibly on Sunday or early in the day Sunday to have Grimes, which is Elon's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, go along to China with Elon. The uh, The fact that the trip was unplanned is based on the tweet from Grimes herself uh, that she didn't even bring a toothbrush along. My guess is that that decision was directly related to the Azalea Banks activity online and possibly also the articles that came out last week. I won't go into any more depth on that right now, but if Azalea happens to listen to this and would like to be a, a guest on the podcast, uh, just let me know and we can try to arrange that. Uh, one, one last thing about that, the account that is allegedly being run by Azalea Banks includes a picture of her with a uh, crinkly or a, a curly mustache, I should say, and as of last night, Elon changed his Twitter picture to one that... Ha- has him with a similar mustache so i'll let you decide if if you think those are related at all or maybe both accounts are just trying to be like tesla charts and have the cool mustache who knows uh 
Next item on the list, so this will be, I've got it numbered as number three, is the Friday News Dump 8K, which initially, when I read it, didn't seem like much of anything, but after some further review from someone who has more insight into it than I do, it looks like it is somewhat material, as it uh, caused an increase to the interest rate on Tesla's pre-existing leasing financing instrument i forget the exact terminology uh but there was no no increase in the total amount of the deal and there was no extension to the terms of the deal but the interest cost did go up a little bit this was in an 8k that was released after 4 p.m on friday which makes it seem like a news dump big hat tip to badger 24 on twitter for putting together the thread that piece together why that 8k was material and actually does mean something uh just to add a little further further commentary on that that's yet another example of tesla's cost of capital being higher than it was before which coincides with the uh, moody's downgrade from i think it was last march or april and who knows maybe there will be another moody's downgrade in the future i don't know if so, I'd like to have a short position when that happens. The uh, the bonds have not been trading as high as the equity lately. There's been a bit of a divergence, but th- that's not trading advice, of course. And I'm still an amateur, so don't use that to make a trading decision on its own. Fourth item on the list is the Shorty Ground Force Operation Snapshot spreadsheet that got released in the past few days. Uh, This was put together by Machine Planet with many, many collaborators. I don't have time to mention them here, and I don't have the list in front of me. A couple things I'll note about that spreadsheet. It did not include any Georgia inventory locations, and it only included one lot from the whole state of Florida. Uh, That was just two states I noticed. There's others, others that are missing. My guess and many other people's guess is that that spreadsheet probably covered about 50% of the total current inventory a snapshot of the inventory picture for Tesla, thus hashtag Operation Snapshot. If you search for that on Twitter, you should be able to find some of the input posts to that, including some of the pictures that car counts came from and the like. So get on Twitter and check that out if you're interested. Fifth item, apparently Tesla is still waiting on the Model 3 to receive full homologation for Europe. Uh, one one thing that's been bouncing around my head is the question of whether the timing of receiving that homologation is going to end up being a life or death thing for Tesla. Like, if they don't get it by mid-March, can they survive? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think the lack of getting the homologation is part of the reason for the timing of the China Gigafactory groundbreaking pump today. Uh, also... The timing of the pump today could be related to the video that was put out, I think it was a couple days after Christmas, from a news source that is apparently part of the Chinese government that was commenting on the lack of progress on the Chinese Gigafactory. So it may be a combination of both items, but I'll leave it to you to ask if Tesla can survive if they don't get Model 3 homologation before, say, April 2019. 
my guess is maybe not, but who knows? Use your own own independent research for your trading decisions. Uh, thing that came out today, there was a, a the launch of the Partners for Automated Vehicle Education, PAVE, P-A-V-E. And that was launched today at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, all, often known as CES. Uh, I'll just read a list of, of some of the entities that are part of that consortium. I'll call it a consortium or consortium. I don't know how you prefer to pronounce that. But uh, AAA, the American Public Transportation Association, Autonomous Intelligent Driving, Aurora, Consumer Technology Association, Cruise, which is General Motors Autonomous Vehicle Division, if I'm not mistaken, Daimler, General Motors itself, Enrix, which I'm not sure what that stands for, Intel, which if you'll remember, they paid about $15 billion for Mobileye uh, within the past year or so, I think. Miami-Dade County, which they seem like an odd, odd inclusion in this list, but I guess they're very interested in autonomous vehicles. Mobilize listed separately. Munich Reinsurance America Incorporated. The National Council on Aging and the National Federation of the Blind. So both of those groups are very interested in autonomous vehicles as it will provide much greater mobility opportunities for people who are aging and not able to drive on their own and people who are blind and obviously can't drive on their own. The National Safety Council. NVIDIA. I know they've got something approaching 400 different partnerships in the autonomous vehicle space. SAE International, which is the Society of Automotive Engineers. Uh, They're a standard setting body for different things. I know uh, there's some rubber hoses and such that are SAE whatever. Uh, Securing America's Future Energy, Toyota, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Volkswagen, Voyage, Waymo, Zooks, which is a company that's funded by Lux Capital, which Josh Wolf is a partner at. Uh, he's the guy who got the fart towards his direction from Elon Musk on Twitter a few weeks ago. So shout out to him. Uh, so that's a, a list of some of these, some of the organizations that are involved in this organization. Pave, which is Partners for Automated Vehicle Education. One notable exception is Tesla. Uh, so I. I tweeted, retweeted uh, a couple things about that earlier today. One would think that Tesla would want to be involved in such a an organization, but maybe not since they've possibly rushed out their autopilot product and uh, later took it off menu, quote unquote. Uh, moving on to the next item, uh, item seven on my list. Apparently today is when we should see the Form 3 for Larry Ellison's Tesla Holdings. Uh, it wasn't out as of the last time I checked an hour or so ago. Uh, in an, I think it was an October news article. It was reported that Ellison owns about a billion dollars of Tesla stock. Uh, in a recent Quote the Raven podcast episode, Mark Spiegel and, and Chris Irons were talking about Ellison. And uh, Mark mentioned specifically that he would expect that Ellison would do any would do a, a pretty good amount of due diligence prior to putting any additional money into Tesla, even though he does have a $60 billion net worth to pump another billion dollars into Tesla is he would want to have a much better, much better insights into their current financial situation and 
demand outlook in the near future. Uh, eighth item on my list, Electric, which is the site run by Fred Lambert, reported today that Tesla had sold a, uh, 280 Teslas to Avis rental cars in Norway, which many people on Tesla Q Twitter don't think that that's a very bullish indication as it is basically just a leaseback agreement so that Tesla can then rent these uh, vehicles from Avis to use as as uh, loaners when other Teslas are in for service. So it's almost like a self-deal. Uh, also, it could be at lower margins. And the fact that they that their new vehicles need service so much is not indicative of a high level of quality from the observations of many people. Uh, and the ninth and final thing on my list is that uh, Plainsight tweeted earlier, or tweeted yesterday actually, that it appears that Tesla may have entered a death spiral in regards to their employment. Uh, they have average employees that have started leaving over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I know Paul Huffner has been documenting executive departures, but apparently non-executives are starting to depart at a fairly high rate. Don't have any further substantiation of that at this time, but it's something to keep an eye on. It's something that I'm sure Tesla Q Twitter is going to be keeping an eye on. Um, so that's that's a hopefully a quick rundown of today. I hope I didn't bore anybody. I hope I didn't talk too fast for anybody. And I hope the audio quality is acceptable. And with that, I believe we will call this an episode. So happy sixth episode of the Tesla Q podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.